I'm curious, do you have a really great BS detector? You're, maybe you're often skeptical of others. Are you really street smart? Would you say you're pretty self-assured? You often find yourself being the leader in the group. Maybe you even struggle to ask for help. Do you love a good challenge? Do you fight really hard for the causes you believe in? Do you have a great sense of humor? I bet you're a blast. You might have thought that these were all parts of your personality, but they might actually be coping mechanisms you've picked up over the course of your life, and they're having a huge impact on how you show up, especially on this motherhood journey. Are you curious to know more? You got to take my personality patterns quiz. Here's what's going on. When you were a child, whenever an experience overwhelmed your nervous system, you subconsciously built a defense against that overwhelm. Over time, those defenses became a habit and then they became a pattern. And now as an adult, what we think of as our personality is often this defense pattern running the show. It's so interesting, right? There are five different personality patterns and they're not personality types like the Enneagram or the Myers-Briggs but rather they describe the safety strategies that we immediately go to when we start to feel overwhelmed. They don't describe who we are so much as what's blocking who we are. The good news is that once you take my quiz and learn about your pattern, you can learn skills to break out of that pattern, and then you can live and parent your kids as your true and authentic self. Click on the quiz link in the show notes or go to michellegrosser.com forward slash quiz Now to take my two-minute personality pattern quiz. Welcome to the Calm Mom Podcast, the show for ambitious women ready to get off the hot mess express. I know you've got a lot going on. You work so hard. You're raising an incredible family, and sometimes it can be overwhelming. I'm your host, Michelle Grosser. I'm a certified master life coach, attorney, wife, and mom. And years ago, I was right where you are. I was running a busy law practice while raising a family, and I was on the fast track to burnout. I thought I just needed to be more organized or have better routines, but it was learning how to heal and regulate my nervous system that expanded my capacity to gracefully hold more of this big, beautiful life. You too are worthy of an extraordinary life in and beyond motherhood. Learning to be a calm, anchoring presence in your home and at work is going to be your superpower. If you're here to do the inner work that brings a sense of calm amidst the chaos, I'm here to join you on that journey. Each time you press play, your growth continues. So let's get at it. Hey guys, it's Michelle here. So grateful you're joining us today. Have you listened to my private podcast yet? I'm so pumped about it. It's called Heal Your Burnout. I did five episodes for you guys to help you figure out what stage of burnout you're in, what's causing your burnout on a physiological level, not just like I'm tired and I have kids and I work and all the things, but like what's actually going on in your body when you're experiencing burnout. And then I really talk about how to start that healing journey, right? I give you some practical, tangible steps that you guys can take to start shifting how you're feeling, start shifting your energy and allow you to really take that first step in your healing journey. So there is a link in the show notes. I want you guys to check it out. It's absolutely free, five episodes, private podcast, just for you, all about healing your burnout. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about some reasons why taking time off from work 
is not healing your burnout or taking some time off from your family or a long weekend away or whatever it is, right? In past seasons of my life, maybe if you're anything like me, you can relate. I would see a break on the calendar, like a three-day weekend or a spring break or Christmas break or a long weekend or whatever. And I'm thinking like, oh, yes, like I just need to make it to that break. I'm finally going to have a chance to like change my pace and really recharge. I know I've been running really hard, right? I'm tired. I know I'm not feeling great. I'm edgy. I'm irritable. I'm noticing physical side effects, whatever that is. And I tell myself that during this time off, I'm finally going to rest and I'm finally going to recharge. And Guys, before I really started learning about my nervous system, if I can be like just honest with you guys, it would never happen. Like the break would come around, I would get away for a three-day weekend or whatever it was, and then one of two things would happen. Either one, I'd be, I'd still be running 24-7 with my kids and taking them to the zoo or birthday parties or like all over on all these different activities and events, running errands, traveling, like preparing for a holiday or like I don't know, deep cleaning the house, like whatever it was, the break would end and I'd feel more burned out than I did before the time off, the quote unquote time off, because I just went nonstop and filled every second of it. Or the second scenario is that once I started to get more intentional about not overscheduling myself and creating margin and creating time to rest, which is awesome, right? But what I discovered was that I literally did not know how to rest and how to recharge in a way that my mind and body actually needed to heal from the burnout that I was experiencing. Trying to rest made me really anxious, you guys. Like my mind was always racing about all the things I had to do or could be doing, right? And then I would distract myself with things like social media or Netflix or a movie or whatever. And I'd lay on the couch and I'd scroll or I'd zone out. And it seemed like rest because I didn't know any better. But I never actually felt more rested after. And maybe you guys can relate to that. If you can relate to any of this and you're like, I don't know, I just need help healing from this burnout because I'm like tired of being tired, right? I got you. So today we're going to go through three reasons why that time off is not healing your burnout. Reason number one is that friends, there is no quick fix for burnout. And you guys know me, as much as I would love to just give you like a two-minute biohack and a supplement, I want to give it to you guys straight. And the truth is that there really is no quick fix for burnout. My worst burnout, like for me personally, it came postpartum. And it was probably it's probably a culmination of a lot of things. My girls are 16 months apart. And when my second daughter was four months postpartum, or my first daughter, when my first daughter was four months postpartum, four months old, I was four months postpartum, I found out I was pregnant again, you guys, which as you can imagine, maybe some of you have had that experience, was a stress on me physically, like on my body, emotionally, mentally, relationally, all the things, right? At the time, I was running my own law practice. We were doing seven figures. I had a whole staff. I had, it was a whole thing, downtown office partners. And with my first daughter, I severely underestimated what my body needed postpartum. I thought I'd be able to push through like everything else I'd pretty much done in my life up to that point, right? And I went back to the office when she was just a few weeks old. I'd bring her with me. I was nursing her while I was like preparing for depositions. It was a whole thing. And I had an inclination that I wasn't well. Like I had an idea. I had a feeling. I had a sense. My intuition was telling me, dude, you've got to stop. But I was 
I was always going. So, so many of the symptoms that I was experiencing, I had just, I just chalked up to like, well, I'm just postpartum, right? I just had a baby. I'm having, now I'm pregnant again. Um, this is what it's like to be a working mom because I had no understanding of how my nervous system functions. I had no understanding of how my body functioned and what it actually needed to heal and recover. And because I kept pushing through, it drove me straight to burnout. And maybe you guys can relate to that, right? Maybe it's similar to this. Maybe it's a little bit different. But what we probably have in common is that the road to burnout is a slippery slope. It takes, it happens over time, right? It takes time, you guys. And if we keep ignoring things and we're out of touch with our body and we're dissociated or disconnected or we're just moving at a pace where we, where we don't slow down to pay attention or we're really just not aware of the ways, the ways in which our body's communicating to us, it can happen, right? It can happen fast. It sneaks up over time and then all of a sudden it knocks you out. And I remember my mom saw something that I didn't see. <laughs> She's a woman lives 2000 miles away and she saw something that I didn't see, right? She could just tell that I was in, in a state of burnout and she sent me a book about it. And man, I remember just being in this state of denial. I had just hired like a functional uh, practitioner that I was going to work with. I was literally waiting for my lab results. And I was like, awesome. I'm like, this woman's just going to tell me like, she's going to be able to see my lab. She's going to tell me what I'm deficient in. I'm just going to take a few supplements and I'm going to feel like myself again. <laughs> and, you know, in part that can be really helpful, but it was a lot more than just a deficiency in my nutrient intake that was causing my burnout, right? It was way more, it was, it was way deeper than that. It had way more to do with the ways in which I was operating the way I was thinking, the way I was looking myself, the way I was valuing productivity, the way I was patterned, the way I was so focused on achievement, the way that I, you know, tied my worth to how much I was getting done, the way I prided myself on being able to do it all. All of these things are, are coping mechanisms and it required a lifestyle intervention for me to truly heal. And the same is probably true for you, right? You do not drive yourself to burn out overnight and you will not recover overnight. When we make a decision, like I'm done feeling this way, I'm going to heal from this burnout. That decision in and of itself asks us to reconsider how we do a lot of things. You guys, it asks us to reconsider, like how have you been going about life, right? What's your stress level? Are you someone who just can handle a ton of stress? So then you like put all of that on your body. Are you someone whose stress comes through and you just immediately fall into like anxiety and overwhelm, but you don't really do much about it? You're just living in that chronic strait. Are you someone who has been working way too much and you know it, right? You're like work-life balance. Ha, it's a joke, right? Maybe it's relationships in your life that are causing you a lot of stress and leading you to burnout and you have to take a close look at them. Maybe you don't have a lot of good boundaries, right? All of this has, has a root in boundaries. Maybe it is your health, right? Maybe it is supplementation. Maybe it is nutrition or rest or movement or sleep. But we have to look at all these different things and ask if the ways in which we're going about them are actually serving us. Because maybe they did at one point, right? Maybe like going really hard in your work life, your professional life served you well when you were in your earlier mid-20s and you didn't have any kids and you had more energy and it was just different. But now, you know, 15, 20 years later, it's like you've got a house to run and you've got a marriage to pour into and you have children to raise and you can't put the same amount of energy. You, you just have 
limited bandwidth, right? You can't put the same amount of energy or time into work. So it's really just going about every facet of our life and asking ourselves, is the way in which I'm showing up here still serving me? And then if not, what can I do in this area, right? What boundaries can I put in place here? How can I delegate or eliminate some of this stuff to make space? And then how can I learn how to rest? And guys, I talk about all of this and more in the private podcast, Heal Your Burnout. So if you haven't listened to it yet, go check that out today. It's five episodes. They're short, they're actionable, and you'll get more insight into all of this. Um, so that's number one, is that there's no quick fix to, for burnout. So if you are thinking that you can take a three-day weekend or you can go on you know, a weekend getaway and get away from the kids and the work and the house and all the things, and that that in and of itself is going to heal your burnout, you might come back feeling a little better, which is awesome. And that's probably a good indication that you've spent some time resting and away and changing your pace and your body responds to that. But if you come back and you just jump back into the same things that caused your burnout to begin with, you guys, it's no quick fix. So it's really doing a comprehensive inventory of where you're at and how you can get to where you want to be. So that's number one. There's no quick fix. Reason number two why taking time off is probably not healing your burnout is that you might be too tired to, to start that healing journey. One of the most common symptoms you guys of burnout is that things that used to feel like super manageable, like I can do that. This is just normal part of my routine. I've got it. When we are experiencing burnout, those little things that used to be like not a big deal start to feel really overwhelming. And I remember experiencing this, right? Something small, like a change in my schedule, right? And it required me to pivot or my child is sick and I can't bring them to childcare or to school today. Or, you know, something that I didn't realize was on my calendar pops up and it requires me to, to do something. It was like a birthday party I forgot about or something like that. And something where I know a few years ago, I'd been like, yeah, no big deal. I've got this. When I'm in a state of burnout, all of a sudden, things that feel really little start to feel really overwhelming. And the tr- that can be also true for your healing journey, right? You're already in a state of overwhelm. You're already in a state of being exhausted and feeling like you don't have any more in the tank. And now the thought of like figuring out how to heal your burnout can be really overwhelming, you guys. I get it. Burnout affects every area of your life. You can't compartmentalize your burnout. So you're done not being, you know, the woman and the wife and the mom. Maybe it's the way you're showing up in your workspace. Like you're done not having enough energy. You're done feeling just blah and gross and anxious and crappy and all of that, but you don't know where to start. And without a plan, it can be really overwhelming. I hear that. I've been there, right? It's just like we talked about. There's no quick fix, but the good news is that healing from burnout is not complicated. Yes, you need to have a plan. Yes, it needs to be comprehensive. Yes, it requires you to look at the root causes of your burnout, but it is not complicated. I have studied burnout, you guys. I've healed my own burnout multiple times. And from all of that and from the hundreds of clients that I've spoken with and worked through um, a a burnout healing journey with them, I've developed this really simple six-step framework. And and that's it, you guys. It's simple. You just need the guidance. You just need coaching through it. You just need someone to say, hey, let's focus on this first. Hey, let's start here. Hey, you're going to see a quick win if you focus on this. 
So here's my six step framework. I'm going to give it to you guys. I also go more into this in the private podcast, Heal Your Burnout. So check that out. So the first step is you've got to unlock the stress cycle. You guys, when we are faced with a stressor, it sends our body into fight or flight. This is the nervous system part of it, right? We, we perceive a threat, a real threat or a perceived one, right? And our body responds. It goes into a fight or flight response. But here's the thing. We need to be able to complete that stress response cycle and, and show our body that it is now safe to return to a state of rest. So think about this, you know, through our evolution, whatever, thousands of years ago, we are wired. So if we saw a threat, i.e. there's like a lion chasing us, it activates, our body activates into fight or flight. We can escape that stressor and then our body can rest, right? We can talk about what happened. The lion is gone. We can have a meal. We can sleep, whatever. And our body returns to homeostasis, that, that, that baseline stress level. But nowadays we are not running from lions <laughs> and the ways in which we we perceive and experience stress are just so different, right? Some of us have experienced chronic stress, whether it's relational, whether it's financial stress, whether it's the stress of just like the mental load of motherhood. That is stress that happens for years without ever closing that loop, right? Closing that stress cycle. So step one is learning how to unlock the stress cycle. Learning how, when our body sends us into fight or flight, to bring our body back to a state of regulation, back to a state of rest, and close that loop. That's that's number one. That's step number one in my framework. Then step number two in my framework to heal burnout is that we've got to optimize your recovery. And this is a look at your day-to-day, right? Let's take a look at your habits. Let's take a look at your routines. Let's take a look at your systems, your schedule, your diet the way in which you're moving your body, nourishing your body. Um, Are you incorporating stillness? Are you incorporating play? Really optimizing all of these things on an individual level to really help spur on recovery and support recovery in all aspects of your life. So that's step two of my framework. Step three of my framework, let's take a look at your current coping mechanisms. Guys, I don't have to tell you, you can have all the tools for your nervous system and healing and all this stuff in the world. You can have great boundaries. You can have like whatever. I don't care. All of it awesome on point. And guess what? Life keeps on lifing, i.e. you will continue to experience stressors. You can certainly minimize them. You can reduce them, but they will still happen because that's life, right? And when we experience stress, we all have default coping mechanisms, right? We all have ways in which we naturally respond that we've been doing for probably decades when we start to feel overwhelmed or stressed. The thing is that so many of us, myself included for so long, guys, I was so blind to my coping mechanisms. I was so blind to them. I'd been doing them for so long that I started to think it was part of my personality. I didn't realize it was a defense strategy. I didn't realize it was a coping mechanism. So things like staying busy, being a workaholic, um, hypervigilance, needing to know everything, Googling, you know, stuff all the time, WebMD, right? People pleasing, perfectionism, like all of these different things are coping mechanisms. So what you want to do in this step, step three is really taking, I help my clients take a deep dive into becoming aware of how you're patterned to deal with stress, taking a look at it 
asking that awesome question, does this still serve me? Putting some boundaries around it so that your coping mechanisms can serve you better. So that's number step, that's step number three in my framework. Step number four in my framework, emotional hygiene. We talk about this a lot on the show because it's so stinking powerful, you guys. Let me just like give it to you in one, one sentence. Suppressing emotions will cause burnout. It will. Holding all that stuff in, you guys, especially your big emotions like anger. If you don't know what to do with your anger or you're listening to this and you're like, ah, Michelle, I'm super chill. I'm not angry. I would encourage you to let that label go, let that thought go and get curious about whether that's actually true. Because suppressing our emotions is taxing on our body. It causes stress on our body to hold all of that stuff in, you guys. Imagine. Imagine your emotions are like this big, super inflated beach ball and you are trying to hold that beach ball under the water. Imagine the effort that takes. Imagine the effort it takes to do that day after day, right? For, for, for weeks or months or years. Eventually you're so exhausted. It probably doesn't even take that long, right? That the, the ball just pops up. And the same is true with our emotions. So learning techniques to express your emotions in a healthy way, like literal techniques, like when you feel angry, this is a way you can express it in a healthy way. When you feel sad, when you feel frustrated, when you feel whatever, whatever it is, right? I want to give you guys ways in which to express your emotions in a healthy way. That's part four of my framework. And it's super powerful in healing burnout. And then number five, step number five in my framework is that you've got to become a boundary boss. (laughs) Y'all, boundaries are like tied in this like intricate, interconnected way with burnout. If you are struggling with burnout, you are probably struggling with setting healthy and loving boundaries. It's so predictable. It's one of the fastest ways to start healing is get clear on your boundaries. And I'm not just talking about boundaries around like I don't know, when I use my phone or boundaries around what I allow people to say to me in my family or things like that. Those are awesome. But I'm talking about boundaries around your thoughts. I'm talking about boundaries around your time, boundaries around your energy, boundaries around your bandwidth, all of it. (laughs) Because here's the thing, you guys, boundaries, they don't just keep stuff out, right? Boundaries are like, I don't know, imagine guardrails on the highway. Like boundaries, yeah, they keep maybe some of the weird animals out or whatever it is that shouldn't be on the road, but they also keep the good stuff in where it's supposed to be. So in step five of my framework for healing burnout, I teach a very specific way to take a look at your stressors, identify where you need boundaries. I teach you how to set the boundary and then how to enforce the boundary when it's violated. That's step number five. And then the last step, when it comes to uh, my framework for healing burnout is about mindset. You got to master your mindset. So many mindsets (laughs) have gotten you into burnout to begin with. Just like with the coping mechanisms, probably a lot of which you're not even aware of. I think I have to do everything right because I do it better than anyone else. Or I think everything is urgent. It feels like everything is urgent. I just have to keep pushing. I've just got to be strong, right? I don't ask for help. I have to constantly be productive. There's so many mindsets that I see over and over again tied to burnout. So guys, just being honest with yourselves, taking a look at your mindsets with someone that can help you see your blind spots in a group. So powerful. 
So that's my six step framework. Um, like I said, I use it myself. I've taught it to hundreds of women and it works. It works because it's comprehensive. It works because it's sustainable. It's not a quick fix. And if you're interested and want to know more, check out the um, private podcast, Heal Your Burnout. I talk about it more there. And then the last thing, number three, the third reason why taking time off probably isn't healing your burnout is because you likely are not including your body in the healing process. You're probably not including your body. You're probably not including your nervous system, you guys. And you can't heal burnout without including your body. You can't heal burnout without including your nervous system. Like if you've tried with like just a mindset thing or just like a systems thing or just like I need a better planner kind of thing, good luck with that. (laughs) Good luck with that because burnout is not an iceberg issue. Like you can't just heal burnout by addressing what's going on above the surface just from the neck up, right? Burnout is not just a mindset issue. Mindset can be a part of it, but it's not just a mindset issue. It's not just like I need to be more disciplined with, I don't know, my bedtime routine. (laughs) Because we talked about it a little bit already, but when you experience a stressor, it activates that stress response where? In your body. In your body. You guys have heard me talk about these stress responses. Fight, flight, freeze, which is that shutdown burnout response. Or fawn, which we often talk about as people pleasing. And that stress in our body is a neurological and a physiological shift that happens, right? When, it, when our body encounters one of these stressors, our entire mind and our entire body shift in response to a stressor. Our nervous system adapts so that we can respond because our nervous system has one goal, right? To keep us alive, to keep us safe, like survival goal number one for our nervous system always. So if our nervous system is perceiving stress, any process, and this is important to understand, especially when we experience a lot of physical symptoms of burnout. If our nervous system is perceiving stress, any um, process in our body, any system in our body that is not relevant to keeping us alive, i.e. does not help us to run or fight, that system gets postponed. It gets shut down for a certain amount of time. So if we are experiencing stress, our body, our brain is not particularly adept at distinguishing being chased by a line like we were talking about, or, you know, getting an angry email from your boss, right? Our body just reads stressor. So in order to respond to that stressor, our body's so smart and it knows that our digestive system, our immune system, our reproductive system, like any system like that, that comes secondary to being able to run or fight or escape shuts down. Right. And then in, in the way in which we're designed, when we finally do escape and our body knows we're safe, we're back with the people we love, right? We complete the stress cycle that I was talking about earlier and we return to business as usual. Then those systems can, you know, start to function and come back online. So if you're experiencing chronic stress and you're not completing that stress cycle and you're living in a state of chronic stress, which is probably most of us, it leads to physical illness. Because so many other systems are compromised. They don't come back online to their full capacity. And then we find, wow, I'm struggling with infertility. I'm struggling with gut issues. I'm struggling with my immunity. I'm always getting sick. We don't realize that those things are all tied to the chronic stress. We're not built to live in that, right? And here's what happens also is that because of our exposure to that chronic stress, 
and those perceived threats, it affects our adrenal glands, right? Which are creating extra cortisol, which is our body's built in like alarm system. Cortisol is our main stress hormone, you guys, and it controls so many different things. It controls our mood. It controls how motivated we feel. It controls if we feel scared or we feel safe. It manages how our body uses the nutrients that we eat and it, 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 it um, impacts, or I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it, it keeps our inflammation down. So it takes a look at our inflammation. It regulates things like our blood pressure and our sleep-wake cycles and our energy and all of these different things so we can handle the stresses that come at us and then restore balance afterward. So if you are not including your body and your nervous system and the right supplements and movement, stillness, all of these body-based things into your healing journey, then the truth is that you're just doing that surface level work and you're likely not going to experience any lasting healing, any lasting healing. All right. So just to recap the three reasons taking some time off probably isn't healing your burnout. One, there ain't no quick fixes. You guys, there's no quick fix for burnout. Number two, the, the idea of healing probably feels overwhelming and you need a guide. You need someone to tell you where to go and wherever that is, right? You can probably find some things online. I have my six step framework that I love and I know works and I love to teach it. And then reason number three is that you're not including your body in your healing and burnout is a body-based issue. It's not just a mindset issue. It's not just, I need to, I don't know, like I said, right, get a better planner or go to bed earlier. Those things may help, but we've got to include everything from the neck down in our healing. All right, you guys, if you have not listened to the private podcast yet, go check it out. There's a link in the show notes. Heal your burnout. I made it just for you because you guys asked for it and I love you guys. Have a great day. I'll talk to you guys soon. If you love mommy's polygraph, leave a review. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be so awesome if you could take a moment to subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you have just a few more seconds to leave a quick review, they really help to get this podcast out to other moms like you. I read every last review and trust me, when it's late at night or early in the morning before my kids get up and I'm working on bringing you all of this content, your reviews are what keep me going. Leaving a review is truly the best way you can thank me. And of course, DM me on Instagram. I love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Head over to the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at michellegrosser.com where you'll find free resources and more ways to connect with me. If you love the show, share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.